Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. Back on deck with some fights this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, boxing fans worldwide. I'm dealing with a bit of discomfort, so bear with me. It's probably won't be too long, so I got to deal with this. So, the big one up front, Anthony Joshua makes his return finally at the O2 Arena out in London on the zone, both the UK and the US. 12 rounds heavyweight action. He's fighting Jermaine Franklin. I am, I'm not going to agree with many fans out there. There are fans who swear that this is a dangerous fight for Joshua. I'm not going to say it's not. I'm saying that. I think there's a little bit of overrating of Franklin. I think Franklin's been declining recently. I think something's off with Franklin's camp and his team. Do I think that Franklin is, do I think that Joshua gets him easy? I mean, it depends because Joshua, if you didn't know, switched to Derek James as a trainer. Now it's kind of late in his career to switch trainers, but he switched multiple times. Derek James is currently regarded as one of the best trainers in the business, if not the best in the business. The question is whether or not at this game stage, Derek James can turn Joshua around. That's unknown. I just say that he's one of the best in the business. That I think it's a fight worth watching because I want to see if James can turn Joshua around. Joshua's had a very rough run of it. Um, getting stopped by Andy Ruiz, getting taken the distance and beaten by Usyk, and then a split decision loss again by that same Usyk, and it seemed like he went off the rails and he never really recovered from the Andy Ruiz dominant loss. And then running away from him in the rematch to a unanimous. So I'm not telling you that I think Joshua blows him out. But with Derek James in the corner, we can't know how Joshua's going to take that and whether he will adapt and adjust like he needs to, to show something, to show that he's not done. Jermaine Franklin is not a terrible fighter, but again, I'm saying he's been on a decline. That's my point. He's been on a decline. His last performances have not been impressive for whatever reason, whether that's quarter, whether that's team, I don't know. This is going to come down to motivation on both sides. It's motivation on Joshua to change. It's motivation on Franklin to change. And it's one of those, I I think it's a pick just because motivation is the decider. It's not physical. It's not skill. It's not even really mental. It's not age. It's not, there's no real, I mean, Joshua certainly has a reach advantage and a height advantage, but I'm saying that, you know, there have been guys who have had advantages over Joshua that have rocked him, Anthony and Andy Ruiz, right? So I think this comes down to motivation on both guys. Um, it's a pick em to me. I see it to pick em. To me, I see no reason Joshua should not win the fight. And I say that for everything I just mentioned, that if he can apply Derek James's craft to the game, and if Franklin, if there is truly something wrong, I expect that Joshua does deal with him, probably a late late round stoppage. Um, I don't think I don't think it's going to be an amazing, you know, oh, my gosh, this is an awesome type fight. I think it's just going to be a chess match for the early. And then eventually we're going to see some step up. And that's what we're going to find out who's really going on and who's not. Undercard of that same return of Galagify. He's fighting Moises Cairos. Moises Cairos. Uh, he's a veteran in the game. He's been around a long time. His level of experience is significantly greater significantly greater than Yafai by a far large margin. Um, but he's been on decline because of the wars he's been in. He's been in so many fights. He's It seems like he's starting to get broken down a little bit. He's not old. He's only 33 years old, but 
seems like he's starting to get broken down ever slightly. Um, and he's not been able to perform nearly as much. However, he's a warrior. He's going to go in there and he's going to do something. This is one of those fights to showcase Yafai, who's really raw. He's He just debuted in 2022. He's got 17 total rounds in the books on three fights. He won all three fights. He's a very skilled boxer, very skilled boxer. So I'm saying that this will be a showcase fight for him. He should win this. I don't want to say easy, but maybe he does. But I, I think he's going to have a little bit of a test here early before he's able to recoup and get the win. My guess is he beats Cairos by decision, not knockout, but we can't know because Cairos is coming off of a stoppage loss, so it's possible. But it seems like Yafai is not one that's aggressively going for a knockout when he knows there's risks in front of him. It seems like he will be smart and box and you know go to a decision. Now, the thing with Yafai, though, he's already in his 30s despite having recently debuted, so he's he's up there just a little bit. And I don't know how that's going to play into factor him starting so late and not having enough rounds in the books of experience. Like it harkens back to the whole Lomachenko and Orlando Salido, Sirius Salido situation. You got one guy in there who's fresh, new, going up against a, a vet, a battle tested vet. And what happens? You know, Salido, people could talk about the low blows, but the truth is you're in a fight. You got to do something to stop that and get the W, and Lomachenko failed. And that's what happens. So, that could play in the factor here. I, I don't know how to think on this one. I Again, I expect that Yafai should be able to deal with him with skill, and hopefully we don't see a repeat of Lomachenko and Salido. On that same undercard, heavyweight action, 10 rounds. We've got Fabio Wardley taking on Michael Coffey. Michael Coffey, of course, recently fought, took a unanimous loss that I recall. He's somewhat older, so he's. I feel there's decline there as well. They're otherwise evenly matched. Um, age is the only real differentiator I see there. Uh, you know, Coffee's certainly much older. He's been in uh, more fights by far than Wardley. I think it's a showcase fight for Wardley. Wardley has been getting just knockouts like crazy. So Wardley doesn't have nearly as much rounds in the books of experience, but I don't think it matters. I think this is just a showcase. It's almost like a waste of a time fight, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, again, I think both are good fighters. I just, it's it feels like, they're evenly matched, but the age is so wide that it's almost like not worth it, in my opinion. The other top level we've got, this is on ESPN Plus in the U.S., Sky Sports in the U.K., 12 rounds of featherweight action. Rubizi Ramirez fighting Isaac Dogbo. I'm aware of both guys. Um, Dogbo, he's an interesting one. He's gone back and forth and back and forth. It's like, I think he's starting to decline, um, and he never really recovered. He took a loss. He took a loss recently. Um, that was a little while ago. I forget who it was. I did a coverage on the on the upset. It was an upset. He took a loss there, and then he came back, and he beat somebody else as an upset that he was the underdog on, and then he started declining. He was getting majority decisions and split decisions, and he wasn't showing up like he used to after he lost his O. It seemed like he had just went off the rails. Rabizi Ramirez, meanwhile, seems like he's been able to recover from his loss that he had and he's been on a tear. He's he's actually improved multiple levels, and I've watched him. I expect that Ramirez easily wins this fight. Ramirez is a southpaw. That's going to play into factor. They're otherwise pretty easily matched except for experience. Dabo has much more experience than Ramirez, but with Ramirez, it doesn't seem like it matters. It seems like he's better able just from a skill level to get guys out of there. So if you looked at it on the numbers in terms of the tail of the tape, you wouldn't be able to see that Ramirez is that much better or worse than Dogbo, but I'm telling you that Ramirez is a different level of skill. 
than Dogwell. Dogwell has skill, but I'm saying to me personally, Ramirez is a different level of skill. And I expect that to play into factor because Dogwell has been on the decline inexplicably. I don't know exactly the reason why. The other fight on undercard of that one is Joette Gonzalez hosting, fighting Jose Enrique Durantes, Vivas. I am not aware of either guy, and you might find it weird like Joette Gonzalez. I know the name, but I'm not familiar with his fighting. Both guys have had difficulties recently um, with their opponents. They've gone to losses. They've been outboxed. They don't have a lot of losses, but I'm saying that they've had some challenges getting outboxed um, in their recent fights. They're otherwise pretty evenly matched from what I can tell. As far as experience, rounds in the books, um, fight styles, everything else looks like it's pretty evenly matched. So I think it'll be a good fight. This is at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I think it'll be a good fight. Certainly, I'm not dismissing the fight. Uh, this is certainly better than the other mismatch. This, I think, is a really good matched fight of just two guys that are trying to rebuild. And it's going to be interesting to see. I don't even know how to pick this one because I think they're just even from what I can see on at least on the books. And then just a couple of points that happened very recently, of course. One fight that already wrapped up was Harlem Eubank. He made his return. He fought Miguel Andine, dropped him twice, got a unanimous decision. Harlem Eubank, of course, is the son of Chris Eubank, a.k.a. English. Uh, it was not really impressive of a fight, in my opinion. I think Harlem is still being kind of groomed, and he's on the growth, and that's fine. Uh, but I, I think it wasn't really that impressive. The other set news is, of course, with Alexander Usyk, his team came out openly admitted that they walked away from negotiations with Tyson Fury. Their excuse was that Fury keeps asking for stuff. And so they felt like it went on too long in my world. Like I said, on the last episode, that's usually that's a duck. It's you're not willing to just sign and you're countering, you're countering to try to get stuff you want. Cause you don't like what they're saying. Instead of just sign, just sign the, sign the paper, get the fight, become that a side. I think it's, you know, Usyk, he's older. So I think they just felt like, we got it. This is our last time to try to make some money, not a cash out, but just this is our last time to make some real good money and let's make sure it's balanced. And I would have just said, sign, 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 just get this dude out of here, shut him up, become the unified and then do one more big fight and then call it quits. But they chose not to do that. Separately, apparently negotiations are going on between Usyk and Daniel Dubois because Dubois, of course, is the mandatory, I believe it's WBA title for heavyweight. I think it's a waste of a freaking fight because Dubois was just recently caught taking knees in his last fight. So I don't really care for that fight, but it is what it is. That's what we got. Um, if you're if you're watching close, we got some good fights still coming up. Um, this weekend has some really good fights, but we got some certainly good fights coming up. So keep tuned. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with some of these big ones, you know, Spence and Crawford and some of these other ones. We still don't know what's going to happen there, but keep tuned and hopefully we'll hear some good news coming out a little bit later on in the, uh, in the quarter or in the year. That's going to do it for this week's episode of combat talk radio masterpiece boxing found at CombatTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not, I know you have choices and I appreciate you for being here just to remind those that are new to the show, combat talk radio records every Friday. So once a week in the Pacific time zone, and then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. 
We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.